0: Here we go. Birthdays that are this week, as I have done in the last couple of episodes. I'm so thankful for my friends this year, and uh, I decided that I wanted to wish everybody whose birthdays are the weeks of these podcasts a quick happy birthday, and just let you know that uh, I'm thinking of you, and happy birthday, and goodbye to 2020. All right, here goes. Today's birthdays, as I'm recording this on a Tuesday, is Kelly Cook's birthday, Manny Ortiz, Wang Joe, Daniela Cardilli, Jody Rosenblum. Rosenblum, hey, it's been so long. I hope you're doing well. I used to work with her at WPBI. Happy birthday, Levi Wiggins, Rui Teixeira, Jim Vetter, Christine Holding, Nikki Christoph Lucas. Rhonda Cavender, Ashley Benson, Owen Casimir, hope you're doing well. Michael Stewart, Maureen Ford, Liana Hall, I haven't talked to you in a long time, I hope you're doing well. Ted Waite, Joanna Banks Morgan, happy birthday. Jordan Michelle, Nita, Lakani used to work with her also at WPPI, I hope you're doing well, happy birthday. Rachel uh, Burley, uh, Tatiana Bird, Ryan Thrower, happy birthday. Veronica Slavin, Don Kelly karen seifert karen i haven't talked to you in a long time happy birthday kavita danny anthony de carlo gail nogal lara isaacson ryan patrick who's a friend of mine here in st louis dorothy demostra my cousin julia kelleher rich rouleau tim camuso happy birthday david Payne, happy birthday nina sutherland Gina Testori, friend of mine from home. Kevin Wells, Corinna, Jean Hoffman. Upcoming birthdays that are coming up soon. Christora Marie Osters, Andrea Mendoza, Foucault, Fred Winholz, Shannon Cronin, Max Lopatin, Chris Trigardi, Marianne Sonata, Mary Louise Delano, Johnny Ho, happy birthday, long time. Julie Furneau, Christopher, Christopher John... C. Sable, Dennis Orchard, dude, happy birthday. Clement St- Stevens, Trina Lewis, Kim Consta Comstock, David J. Roth, Rui Chang, Daniel Bain, Amber Tyler, Faith Kaiser, Constance Lee, wow, lots of birthdays. Ryder, Jennifer, Kinga, Mraz Durda, Allegra Wild, C.S. Levy, Jacob Christine, Bo and uh, Rodriguez, sorry, I just butchered your name. Sir Syria Siriacorn Kigboon, Elena Glioska, Novika Jankovic, Bazkanda, A- Andrea Livi- Livieri, Shinny Hill, Norman to Wow, look at all these New Year's. Babies. Norman Carey, Adriana Lopatron, Isabel Angel Canary, Leah Kabini, um, somebody named Soldier Straps, Sherry Sinto, Tracy Garceau, uh, Panina Greenfield, she was a bride of mine for many years ago. Happy birthday, Panina. Mac Chua, Andy Leidick, Fred Floresca, and that'll do it for this week's birthdays. Happy birthday, everyone. Happy New Year. Let's get on to our episode. Hey there, and welcome to Something New Every Week with your host, me, Jason Group. Each week, I'm going to give you Something New Every Week, or snooze for short, from our friends in the community. I think you'll find these conversations super informational as well as fun to listen to snoozer about what's new in my guest photography world and how they're implementing it in their business from pitching new clients to learning about products that are selling each guest will share what's hot in their business right now this week's episode is sponsored by miller's lab miller's professional imaging is the largest professional lab organization in the united states they provide professional prints and press products for professional photographers in all 50 states and canada Well, this is it. If you're listening to this recording right now, you are listening to the last Something New Every Week for 2020. We're actually recording it on Tuesday, and I'm going to release it tomorrow. And this is the last recording. I think it's the 46th episode of Something New Every Week. And I'm going to start this episode by saying, fuck you, 2020. (laughs) It's done, but I am stoked that I am here to do the last recording in 2020 with my friend Michael Anthony. Michael, say hello.
1: Hello, everybody. And Jason, I am super excited that you gave me the spot of the last something new of 20. Uh,
0: yes. <laughs> um, and I'm sure that 20, you know, when I started doing this at the beginning of this year, I didn't think that the first four months of these episodes were going to be about COVID. And that's, that's what it was. And um, truth be told, having those conversations with, with all of my friends this year, um, as we were talking before we started recording, uh, really saved me. And my friends this year have really like, I I know this is supposed to be about you, but I, I have to say this from the beginning uh, it's my community and our community that has really, really helped me get through this year. And, and I'm so thankful for that. So I have a lot to be thankful despite this year. And, um, you know, and I'm, I'm really happy that you're, you're going to do this last episode for 2020. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited for you. And I'm excited
1: for what we have to look forward to as a, as a community of photographers right now. And you're right, man, this, um, This community is something special, and I've worked in various different industries before Mm -hmm. I became a photographer, and there has never been an industry that had a community like this one, people willing to help each other, um, especially get through a year like we just had, Uh, and I do think, I really do think that we have uh, some good things to look forward to
0: here. We do, and for those of you who don't know Michael, Michael is a Los Angeles-based photographer um, specializing mainly in weddings. Uh, internationally award winning photographer. Um, his work is ridiculously incredible. Um, super talented. Has, um, you know, for somebody who, um, has not been in the industry for, you know, as many years as I have, although there's not many of us that have been, but, uh, You know he has really, and I hate using the word skyrocketed, but he has really skyrocketed onto the scene. And um, one of the things that I've admired about Michael is that he's a student, um, he's a teacher, but he really came on as a student, and you know has spent the time learning his craft more than many photographers that that um, not many photographers that I've seen, and where his work has gone from in just a few years is really incredible. And I've always admired you for that. Thank
1: you, Jason. I really appreciate that. It's a lot of kind words from somebody that I have uh, (laughs) looked up to in our industry for a long time as well.
0: So let's, um, you know, as I said at the beginning, uh, when we were talking before this recording, uh, I'm really trying to move away from, you know, this pandemic. Uh, And, you know, I really believe that, um, that, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things you're you're in one of the places that's that's really locked down. And, uh, you know, just I'm curious, things are starting to open up around and, and I know, like I'm seeing all of my friends in L.A. They're like, I'm out. I'm just leaving. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm just leaving. Talk to me about what's
1: going on there. I mean, if I uh, were to say that I hadn't considered saying the same thing, I'd be lying to you. Uh, There's been many times where we've been like, hey, let's go leave. We've actually gone and looked at other states. But at the end of the day, we built a business here. We built um, a lot here. And I I think I'll be here in LA for uh, quite a bit longer. But you're right, I mean, this this year has been challenging for uh, our industry. It's been challenging for us as a community. But I think um, the studios who have kind of weathered this. Uh, they did it by kind of looking toward the future. And I think, like you said earlier, before we started recording, we are really at a point now where we have the, the light at the end of the tunnel and all the plans that we've been making this entire year. It's really time to start putting them into action and uh, and getting going with what our game plan is for the post-COVID era. And uh, and I think it's going to be here sooner than we think.
0: I hope so. I mean, I, I'm I'm really impressed with how fast the vaccines are rolling out. And I think that, you know, we'll be able to, you know, be able to get things opened up again. I can't imagine what it must be like that you guys have been locked down for so long with really tight restrictions and, and, you know, real quick, um, because I haven't interviewed a wedding photographer in a while on these episodes you know, I believe you said you've only shot a handful of weddings this year. What is your what what's what's the outlook look like? Yeah.
1: So, you know, it's interesting when this all started back in uh, March, um, I, I looked at it and I said, hey, if, you know, if we have to cancel our weddings through April or May, it's going to really destroy our business. And lo and behold, <laughs> the entire year. Um, but thankfully, you know, what I funny. found was most of our clients, most of our couples, they all pushed their wedding into next year. Right. That's that's what most people did. They didn't just outright cancel. And sure, we've had we've had uh, our share of cancellations. And yes, we're probably going to see quite a bit more. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, what we decided to do is really just kind of roll with what we what we did have. Our clients have stuck with us mm-hmm. and kind of make the plans on what we're going to do after this is all over. I mean, that I think that and it. I know this has probably been said by a lot of people, but, you know, for people who are suffering through this, uh, your business is suffering through this, um, making plans for what you're going to do when this is over, preparing and really resetting your business now is what's going to help you to build that foundation to a truly uh, successful business when when we get out of this and get to the other side so you know for us uh, we basically cut back our weddings um, significantly we do about hundred and thirty uh, as a team 130 to 150 weddings a year wow. and this year I think we've done less than 15 or something like that some crazy reduction so what we did was uh, we really focus on um, other projects things that I've wanted to do for years like you know education and other stuff that I haven't had the time to, to really set up and that's that's where I spent most of my time this year. And I know a lot of other photographers have spent time doing things that are similar as well.
0: Yeah. And, you know, getting, I want to get to the education part of it because I think, you know, I'm, I'm really curious and I was just talking to Richard Sturdevant as well. And I'm, I'm really curious. I think the quality of education that's going to come out in the next year is going to be far beyond what we've seen in years past. So, I'm really, you know, you know, every year this time of year uh, sounds a bit cliche, but, you know, there's a lot of people who got a camera for Christmas. Right. And want to learn how to use it and or, you know, may have gotten another lens or have decided this year that they want to spend more time learning, you know, getting into photography. And um, I, I think, you know, as as we get that, you know, there's more and more places for people to learn than ever before which has forced this quality and, you know, I was joking with, with Richard, like, you know, Taylor Swift came out with two albums this year, you know, like what kind of creativity <laughs> is going to come out of this, you know? And, um, you know, folks like yourself, you know, dug in and just said, all right, well, this is what I'm going to do. So that when I get back to shooting weddings, I'll have this, this already done. Um, but let's go back to the weddings Uh and I was, ta- and I haven't talked to him in a while, and I need to follow up with Ben Chrisman, you know, who also shoots a, a lot of weddings. And tell me about what shifts you think are going to be happening for the next couple of years as far as the weddings themselves. You
1: know, I think, uh, and it's hard to predict the future, but I, I do think that moving forward, uh, and I want to talk more about the industry in general. I think us as photographers have really learned, especially us who do primarily weddings, that diversifying our businesses is very, very important, right? Yeah. And I know we, you mentioned that before, but it's 100% true. Like diversifying our businesses is incredibly important. And I'm not even going to say that I learned that this year. Like I've known I needed to do that for a long time. And in my my business specifically, you know, it's something that I neglected to do for a long time. So I think moving forward, us as photographers are going to spend more time working on other things like portraits and uh, stuff that, you know, isn't event or necessarily date specific. Um, As the industry uh, deals with this, I do think we're going to see a lot more uh, people being able to have a backup plan in case something like this happens. And, and, you know, God forbid it does happen ever again. Hopefully it never does or anything like this ever happens. But at least we have some sort of an idea on what we're going to be able to do to deal with it in case it does. And I think that that's going to be important moving forward.
0: Yeah. And I struggle with that a lot because the people who have diversified or have, you know, multi streams of income from um, from the photography, you know, um, businesses, the people doing headshots, the people doing portraits and, and weddings. And, um, they're the ones who have been able to kind of figure things out. And, and, but I'm a specialist. So like, you know, I've always been the guy who like, you know, specialized in weddings, but like, you know, I used, I tried to really focus on, you know, who my client was as a wedding photographer, which was mainly Jewish clientele in New York city Um, And then even then it was kind of specific with that clientele as well. And I made my whole business on that for 12, 15 years. And now, um, and I went through some pretty, I went through the housing market crash in September 11th and those things. So like I struggle with that, but I agree. Like I definitely think if you're starting a business going forward now, you really do need to figure out how to do more than just one thing as opposed to the specialist. And, you know, I wonder, is there a world for just a specialist anymore?
1: You know, it's a great question. I mean, we we have been taught by everybody in our industry, all of our (laughs) peers, uh, that if you wanna, if you wanna really stand out in doing something, you have to specialize in it, and I agree with that because you know you have an industry that is very competitive. There's a lot of photographers. It doesn't matter where you're listening to this from, wherever you are in your market, mm-hmm. there are probably a lot of photographers that you're competing with, and um, and standing out is one of the things that you have to do to get noticed. So. Um, I do ultimately think it's possible, uh, but it's going to require a lot more effort than you know we've ever done before in terms of diversifying. It's gonna, it's gonna take um, new marketing techniques. You know, reaching out to our pre. And the good thing about being a wedding photographer, by the way, is that you know you kind of tee off the relationship for all other types of photography, right. portraits, right. eventually high school seniors, right, headshots. All sorts of things can come from being a wedding photographer. So, you know, there is that potential to do it, um, but there, again, it's it's one of those areas where there isn't a lot of education out there on how to diversify your business. So it's one of the things that, um, you know, we all need to focus on getting better
0: at. So, and I didn't mean to contradict you at all or, or disagree with you, because I, 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 t- I completely agree with you. So now what you're saying is, is that we need to specialize at a lot of different things and be the best at it. <laughs> <laughs> To simplify it's easy. it, yes. <laughs> simple plan right? Um, simple, easy. But going back to the weddings again, you know, you've rescheduled weddings, I'm sure. Do you, you know, do we think, I keep, nobody's really talking about, is there going to be a boom? Is it coming? Look into, I want to know the, the Michael crystal ball. Look into that. Tell, tell me what you see. So if I have to make a
1: prediction and uh, (laughs) typically run my business like this, it's like my instincts, right? And my instincts tell me the second half of next year uh, of 2021, we're going to start to see the return to normalcy. But what we all have to understand, especially this is, this is silver lining for you wedding photographers out there. Um, all of these people that are looking to get married, everybody who, you know, that rush of wedding bookings that typically comes in January, all of these people are going to have a hard time finding venues for 2021. And they are going to push their weddings to 2022. And we're going to have like a booking renaissance, right? Hopefully a wedding renaissance where we have this crazy year um, where we're filling the demand for for these weddings. And that might even continue to 2023. I don't even, you know, I don't know for sure if that's going to happen, but that if I'm predicting, that's what I'm getting my studio ready for right now. Okay. You know, we're, making, you know, adjustments, trying to, trying to make sure that we have the staffing and everything we need to handle the influx of weddings starting in the second half of next year.
0: And that's, you know, something that I've been thinking about with the wedding stuff is, is that I don't think the second, I think back to normal, just like you said, 2021, second half of the year, but 2022, man, I think that any studio that's poised to be able to take in 250 weddings yeah. successfully could really, really, and I think those people who can have, you know, the 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 runway to do it, to build the staff to do it, that would be my suggestion. If anybody who, like yourself, is like, I want to be the Michael, I, like, I want to come shoot for you in 2022. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to come and train would, with you and just plan on 2022 spending my entire year in L.A. <laughs> This doesn't sound so bad. Our weather's really good. I'm just telling you. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I miss LA, and I, I've joked around with my wife. Although every time I bring it up, she's like, "Yeah, I'm not moving again. This is it." <laughs> I keep, I kept saying that that St. Louis is is really just going to be the middle point. The next stop is 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 the West Coast. I have to get one of my kids into USC or something like that. That that'll be. That, that's how you do cool. it.
1: That's how you sell her on it.
0: Right. I said that's how
1: you sell her on it,
0: right? Right. You know, one of our kids is at SC. Although, my wife, who's a Notre Dame alum, would probably have a problem with SC. Maybe, (laughs) maybe it's UCLA instead or something like that. Anyway,
1: we've got um, options here.
0: You you, you do. I I mean, I'll I'll take the Central California too. That would be just as good (laughs) as well. Um, I I love California, and it's been really hard watching um, some of my friends there really, really struggling and getting through all of this. Um, so you, um, what have you got going on? We were talking about the education part of it. Talk to me about, if we don't know, you know, what you're up to, talk to me about what's going on.
1: Yeah. So early this year, when, uh, when all this started and, you know, I found myself with a lot of extra time, um, I basically had a project board of, uh, all of the things that we wanted to do in the world of photography education. And like you mentioned uh, during your comment with, or during your conversation with Richard, you were talking about um, all of the places that people have to learn from uh, coming in the, in the near future. And I think that's a really good perspective on what the education industry looks like. A few years back we had only a couple places to find good education and that was limited by a lot of different factors but the truth is there are a lot of photographers out there that have a great message. Uh, In fact the majority of us who've been doing this and I'm going into my 10th year next next year um, the majority of us who have been doing this for a little while we picked up little things from multiple different instructors. We've turned that into our own style in both art and in business and I feel like um that those individual photographers now, they have a great message that they are now more than ever able to bring to the world, right? So Mm. early this year, we started our Elevate Photography education platform and uh, what it essentially is turning into, what it has turned into over the year is a resource for photographers to be able to learn more about the genres of portrait and wedding photography, learn how to run a solid and sustainable business, which I think is probably the most um, crucial skill that we can all learn especially early in our career yeah and also learn how to you know um create better photos uh and have a community to join as well too and you know i feel like my take on this is just one of the many that are going to be available and i think all of us as educators in this industry if we have something to bring that can offer value to uh potential photographers it's our responsibility to do it
0: yeah yeah and and you know um, you've been a great teacher in this community for a long time and people have learned a lot from you so I'm sure that's that's a that's a going to be awesome are you out getting out of LA at any time soon to teach people or you know well
1: we had we had
0: quite a few things planned for this
1: year um, for different events obviously all of those were postponed but yeah you know I'll I take any opportunity I can to to go and teach people in person but for right now, in the, in the very near future, we're focusing our efforts on this new virtual world, right? So we'll we're, yeah. we're bring as much education as we can that way. But I'm happy to travel uh, as soon as I can. <laughs> um, I'm excited to get out there and, uh, and, and do things and get back into having a live audience. I've, I've learned this year talking to a camera is not the same as uh, sitting with an audience in front of you and, um, and feeding off of them. It's oh. so different.
0: It is certainly not. And I think people have, you know, become accustomed to, you know, how to bring some energy to a Zoom call um, and to kind of adapt to that a little bit. And, you know, I was also saying to Richard that I think that what's going to be interesting with live education going forward, or I think the smart people, or take this for what it's worth. There's going to be a combination of live to online communities, and that's going to help keep our communities strong. So in years past, it was really about like kind of connecting with somebody that you met at a trade show or a conference and then having maybe small personal exchanges with them during the year. And then you're excited to see them the next year. I think things may be a little bit different going forward, especially watching my kids You know, they're, they're, you know, we're going to go to a conference now. We're probably going to find some place where we can communicate with each other all year round besides Facebook. The exodus off of Facebook has been really interesting this year, despite being in a pandemic. And I'm not, not, you know, that's going beyond politics and all of that other stuff. Um, It's not just the exodus from, from, from Facebook on that is that it's, we're looking for those personal exchanges and. Giving people a place to do that, I think, is going to be more important than ever. Before, we would go join my Facebook group at the end of a conference, right? And yeah. now it's you, you're going to need something else to keep those, keep that, keep that engagement going during the year. Because I also think that we're not going to do as many, you know. I think the days of us traveling to thirty cities to yeah. do things is 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 over as well. Yeah, I
1: think you're right. I, I don't know if it's necessary, honestly, to do that. I, like I said, I love meeting people and love being out there but um as an educator too you're on the road a lot you're taking time away from your business and Mm -hmm. there's other ways to do it that are more efficient these days and like going back to what you said about facebook um this is something that a lot of you know marketing experts have predicted for a long time because the younger generation they don't use facebook as Mm -hmm. much as you know as we do right Mm -hmm. and uh and we have to look at what that next thing is going to be and that will that will help us not only in teaching and reaching new photographers, but also as photographers trying to reach new clients in the near future as well.
0: Yeah. And I could feel like, you know, there's always a new social thing going up as this clubhouse thing has been popping up in my, in my world, um, maybe you can tell me exactly what Clubhouse is because I'm tr- struggling yeah, to understand. I, I honestly
1: wish I could. I, <laughs> I saw it yesterday on my feed, and I clicked on it, and they needed an invite, and it was too many steps for me to want to learn. So, kind of, I'm kind of starting to feel like my dad here. Like, I get it now, and he's like, I don't have time to learn new things, and you know, <laughs> I totally understand yeah. where he's to
0: Yeah, and I've always been one to kind of embrace that stuff, but this one I'm kind of struggling with. I think my problem with it is is that it's it's social, which is neat, um, but it's it's audio. And it's not something that I can do while I'm watching a movie with my family or, you know, just another distraction for me while I'm watching a football game. Like, I think it's my biggest problem is I can't do it while I'm watching football. And, you know, now that you described it to me right now, it
1: actually kind of seems a little intriguing because we do have the ability to be social, right? Like it does Mm -hmm. force us to be social and and not divide our attention between two things, which I think... You know, in our society, is becoming a bigger, bigger uh, problem because it impedes us having normal human interactions.
0: Well, and and that's maybe why it's it's having such a boom is because it's it's very personal and you have to engage with it. You can't do it while you're watching football, which is not not going to work for me. But um, or at least not to the end of the football season. Yeah, I'll um, jump on
1: board when when I have to, when when uh, that train leaves a station.
0: Right. Well, and that's 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 usually how it goes. But uh, you know, I love I love watching some of these new platforms uh, grow. Um, so, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Ah, uh, uh, talk to me. Let's talk football. <laughs> <laughs> as far as uh you know your business is concerned you know oh that's the question i was going to ask since you're you know 10 years into the business um somebody that's listening that's that's get it, that's new or newer maybe they're 5 years in is there now looking back there what would be your advice to to those those people and the reason i ask this question is because you do focus so much on the the business end of the photography business. You know, I love photography. I love
1: the art of it. Um, but the number one piece of advice that I will give anybody who's in, and it doesn't matter if you're two, five, or eight years in, right, um, is to focus on the business first. The business is so important. And it's more important – than just making money right it's also important because if you love photography if you love your art by being good at the business of it you're going to have opportunities to practice your art and that's one of the most important ways uh that you can get better is to constantly practice and i i feel like one of the reasons why uh, i've been able to have opportunities to try new things to be able to travel to shoot jobs all over the world is because um i spent a lot of time in the beginning working on the business and i was able to do a lot of shoots and practice and hone my craft and develop my style into what it was so you know when we talk about business uh, i'm not just talking about you know booking new new clients right i mean obviously a lot of people have a hard time finding that next client that's kind of the number one question we always get but i'm also talking about like structuring your business in a way that it gives you not just a fulfilling Business, but also fulfilling life as well. You don't want to um, be doing something that obviously takes, you know, all of your time. But at the same time, you want to put enough effort into it in order to make sure that it grows, right? It's it takes a lot of work, especially in those early days. That five year mark for me was kind of the transformative year where we decided that we were going to really push through and and grow. And that was those were some of the best years of our business, got getting to the point to where where we are now.
0: Yeah. And, you know, finding that balance is, I I feel like that's a, that's like a mouse that I'm chasing all the time, you know, when we get into something and, and, you know, for me, it's always been about enjoying the work that I do. And when I don't enjoy it anymore, it's really hard for me to keep going at it. And I think that is the creative side of us. Um, there are lots of people that we know personally that are not photographers that go to jobs every day and they just do it. And I look at them and I say to myself, my God, how do they do it? And obviously we have to feed our families and do things that we don't want to do. Um, that's what being an adult is, um, you know, but there's a part of me that feels like I never really grew up as a result of, you know, being a creative person because I've never done anything else. I've been a photographer my entire life since I was 17 years old and, you know, um, the, You know the six years that I did, you know, WPPi and some other things was the only time I did a corporate job, of any kind, working in an office where I had to play nice with other people, and it was not fun. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard. That's that's for sure. Yeah, I mean,
1: you know, I think you're right. I think uh, as a creative, there's something in our blood that just tells us, hey, we want to do this for a living. We wanna we want to be able to do what we love, and um, and that is the best part about this career. You know hands down there's really nothing that compares to it in my opinion because if you got into this it's likely because you you started it as a hobby like most of us do um, and it turned into a business and uh, and the thought of not being able to do this for a living scares me that's what my motivation is to continue moving forward and I feel like Mm. many photographers out there probably feel the same way and uh, if you want that life if you want to be able to um to let photography take you to places that you've only dreamed of going and you're just starting out in your career let me just be the first person to tell you it's absolutely possible to do and you know one thing we have to do today is just push aside any excuses right there are a million photographers out there we know that people don't want to spend money for photography that's an excuse i hear all the time and really those things are true, but they're not at the same time, because there's a lot of people out there that value what you do. There's a lot of opportunities out there for you to connect with those people as well. And and I think that's the most important part about being in business is figuring that out, how to connect with the people that uh, that value you.
0: Yeah, and that's true. And yeah, you know, photography has taken me all over the world. And and it's been, if, if that's what you want to do. I know lots of photographers who have very successful business, they never left the state. So yeah. Uh, you, you, you can make exactly what you want out of it. And, um, you know, it's easy to do that job. So one last question, and then, then we're going to wrap up for the year. Um, I don't think I ever, you were a cop before you became a photographer and it was LAPD, right? Correct. Yes. And, um, I never, I don't think I ever asked you what, and I think it's relevant to this is what was the spark? What, what, what got you to photography? (laughs)
1: Uh, it's it's a good question um okay so I was a police officer and I don't tell the story too often but it is relevant I think for uh, this situation but um I was a police officer and started in 2009. I had a mentor uh, who's my brother-in-law who's married to my sister. He got me into, um, got, took me on my first ride along, showed me how to shine, shine my shoes. And he was kind of that person, you know, we all have mentors in this industry. He was that person that I would ask advice on how to deal with many of the crazy situations that I ended up do dealing they, Do with. they
0: call them rabbis there too? Uh, no, no, not in that Like industry. they do in New York? <laughs> they don't. Okay. i just curious. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Um, he, unfortunately, uh, he passed away in a, in a pursuit uh, about a year after I started, um, in police work. Uh, my sister, his, his wife, um, they had just had two small children, right? My nephew oh my and my God. niece, and I wanted to spend a lot of time with them. So I ended up finding myself driving out. They live about two hours away from us, uh, and spending time with them. And, um, I bought my camera to take photos of them, right? I, I just mm-hmm. found it. It found it fun to hang out with my nephew and niece and kind of document their their childhood, right? And wow. that was kind of the spark that got me to buy my first camera and then like it does for everybody else It kind of just catches hold of you, right? And you just yeah. love doing it. You love finding ways to um, to uh, to capture new stories Um, so you know, throughout my entire time as a photographer, I've always appreciated the storytelling aspect. You mentioned uh, Ben Christman earlier. He, starting out in photography, was one of my idols. I love, I still love his work, right? I mean, and, and these are, you know, photographers that I've looked up to for a long time because of their ability to tell stories. And I think uh, as we get older, we start looking back on the stories we've told and we we realize that those things all have a enormous impact on people's family. If you've been doing wedding photography, for a long time, there's a strong likelihood that some of the people that you've taken pictures of are no longer with us, right? So the impact of those photos that you've taken for the family members are incredibly important to them. And, uh, you know, just like they would be to us as well, if we were in that situation.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I don't think we touch on the importance of the documentation that we do as photographers. It is, you know, that, and, and then, you know, getting prints made of those things like the wall of prints that I see behind you. And it is unfortunate we do lose people and sometimes in tragic circumstances like your uh, brother-in-law, brother-in-law? Yeah, your brother-in-law. In-law. And um, it's, it's uh, you know, and, and, you know, what's funny is, is that those pictures generally don't make us sad. They make us happy to mm. to have them to remember us with and um you know it's 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 really interesting i have one story that i tell about picture that i took uh, that i didn't i'm sorry that i didn't take when my dad passed away my dad um, uh, was a sound engineer in the 70s he worked with the new york dolls and john lennon and you know some really cool people he went on tour with uh the new york dolls in the early 70s and one of the places that they played at was uh 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 Oh, my God. It just slipped my mind. One of the famous places on Sunset Boulevard. Uh, uh, anyway, there's a, picture, there's a picture of him outside it with the neon lights. And I always loved this photo of my dad. It was like you a know, point in his life when he was doing exactly what he loved. And I always just connected with that. Anyway, he died. It was taken by Bob Gruen, who was a famous, famous rock photographer. My And I was so sad because I didn't have this picture anymore. My dad would never let me take it. He kept it in the basement in a box with memorabilia. My wife said, why don't you email Bob Gruen and, and see if you can get a photo of that? And anyway, long story short, the guy emails me back two hours later and said, I'm so sorry to hear about your pops. He was the best. And I've made a print. Come over and get it. He was in New York City. And it hangs That's- on my wall and I pass it every morning and I use it as a reminder to inspire me to do the things that I love every day. And um, you know, I told him that when I picked it up. And it's a much longer story about when I went to pick him up and it's, it's it's a fun story, but um, you know, that goes to show you the the importance of of the printed image. So anyway, I can't I'm getting a little emotional just talking about that, especially with the with the end of the year. But anyway, Michael um, thank you for wrapping up 2020 with me. I'm looking forward to, you know, being out in person with you sometime soon. And, uh, Hey man, happy new year. Happy new year. and Thank you so much. For having me. I'm super happy to
1: finally get to chat with you. I feel like it's been forever.
0: It has been forever. And we'll put links to Michael's stuff where you can join in, in you know, in, in, in the podcast here. And, um, you know, um, for those of you listening, Thanks for the loyal people who have listened every week to Something New Every Week, getting through all this. And uh, I'm looking forward to the conversations coming up. Happy New Year, everyone. Thanks for listening to Something New Every Week. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Something New Every Week. We hope you learned something new this week and want to once again thank our sponsor, Miller's Lab. Make sure to check out the show notes for links to all the cool stuff we've talked about. And a quick reminder, Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast by hitting that subscribe now button. See you next week on something new every week.